0: Hi, I want to start out by reminding you that I record in the Hope Mobile, which means we're sitting in a campground. So whatever I get to hear, you get to hear. Just reminding you of that. I know this is a campground where trains pass by sometimes, so we'll see if we can get this in without a lot of extra noise. This week is going to be quite different than most of my podcast episodes. The reason is because I was kind of stumped at what I wanted to do this week. I have a list of ideas and suggestions that you have given me that you want me to talk about, and nothing seemed right. It just, there was just nothing that was hitting me like that's what I want to talk about this week. And so I kept praying about it, and this morning an idea came to me, and I am really praying and hoping that it is God's idea because I am going to totally wing something here. The only thing I'm going to have in front of me is my Bible. And what I'm going to do is since the year 1998, every year I have asked God to give me a scripture for that year, something that he wants to do for me to work in my life, for me to meditate on to really get a hold of for that year. And there've been a lot of years where when I I knew what that verse was, I would start digging into that verse and I would think I knew why he was giving me that verse. And then as the year went on, I would realize, oh, that's why he gave me this verse this year. So I thought what I would like to do, I'm not going to back up all the way to 1998. But what I would like to do is start with 2010. And I want to go through the scriptures that God gave me each year. And I'm just letting you in on something that I'm doing for myself. I'm going to look at these scriptures and I'm going to reflect on what was God doing in that verse. What do I see now, maybe, that I didn't even see when I felt like God gave me that verse for that year? So I'm just kind of letting you in on my little journey here. As I said, I'm going to start with the year 2010. I thought I'd back up 10 years. This is the first podcast episode in 2021. And 2010 would have been the year that Becca spent very, very ill in the hospital more than out. Uh, She needed a heart transplant. She had a dozen ambulance rides, three medical helicopter flights. She got a heart pump put in. That ran her heart for her, hoping to get her to transplant. And then on October 12, 2011, her heart just finally gave out and she didn't make it to transplant. If you want to read more of her story, you can find it on our website, gpshope.org, and just go to about us and there'll be a tab under there about Becca's story. She had cancer when she was three, which caused the heart damage. And so there's a lot to that story that I'm not going to share here. And a lot of you already know it. But 2010 was the year that she got that heart pump and she was having all these physical things happening. So when I decided I was going to do this, I just now sat down to look at, I thought, well, let me just turn to the first scripture. And it was Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. And in my mind, I thought, no, no way. Now I'm not going to remember what all these scriptures are until I look at them again. But this one has become an incredible verse to me. Let me read it to you. You're probably familiar with it. It says, Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, knowing that I got that verse the year that Becca was so ill, she had lived through so many things miraculously that she should not have survived from throughout her entire life starting with the cancer at age three, that I honestly believed with everything in me, I thought God was going to heal her heart. I thought he was either going to miraculously do, you know, a miracle and just instantly heal it, or that she was going to get a heart transplant. And I understand that means someone else had to die to give her that heart. But I really believed that She was going to serve him with a whole heart. That's what I kept praying, Lord. She's going to serve you with a whole heart, literally. And I believe that he was going to heal her. Now, when I look at this verse, what do you think I thought that verse meant? To him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us obviously, I took that as a confirmation. Man, I'm thinking, you know, these healing thoughts about Becca, and God's going to go even beyond that and do more than I can ask her Think and give her a ministry with this testimony of miraculous healing and all of that. And obviously, that did not happen. The thing that I absolutely love about this verse now, is that after Becca died, I'm going to say maybe it was three years ago or so, not that long ago, god brought me to this verse i think i was just reading through ephesians at the time and he spoke something to me so deep and so profound that i love this verse now what the holy spirit showed me is that in our place of darkness it's so dark we don't think we can ever see light again it's so dark that we don't see ourselves ever having hope having a life of meaning and purpose again it's just not going to happen. We don't see it happening. And you may hear me talk about it. And you may think, Laura, that's great for you, but I don't see it happening for me. That's where we are when our child dies. The thing is, when we can't see, we can't see light, we can't see hope, we can't see a future without our child in it here on earth. God can. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He can do that. He can see what we can't see. He can imagine what we can't imagine. He's the one that is that that's where he is in this place of darkness. He is in that place with us in a place that we can't imagine light, but he can't. He can go beyond what we can ask or think. And so I love this verse now, because to me, that's what this verse is talking about. It's not talking about the blessings, like a a formula for, okay, God, I'm praying for blessings, and you're going to bless me even more than beyond, you know, you're going to give me all this stuff, and you're going to do this and do that, and all the, you know, and you're going to receive the glory, and it's going to be a great big testimony. To me, this verse now means that when I'm in a place of darkness, and I can't see my way out, God can. He can do beyond what I can ask or think or imagine. I I just love that verse. Hopefully, I'm not going to spend this long on each verse, right? Okay, the next year was 2011, which was the year Becca passed. And my scripture for that year that God gave me was Ephesians 3, 16 to 21, which was obviously the verses right before the ones from the year before. So it says, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Boy, did I need that. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I needed to know that he was in me, that he was still in me, living in me, working in me, working, uh, you know, bringing a healing in me. That seed of hope was in me. Being rooted and grounded in love that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And that it it included the now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. God still wanted me to be in that verse. But I think you can tell that this scripture of Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 was a huge anchor for me that year that Becca died to comprehend with all the saints. I mean, that that included Becca. That included my daughter. I mean, she was a saint in heaven now, and she was now living in the fullness of of the glory of his love with nothing to get in the way of that, nothing to make her believe it wasn't true, nothing to hide it she was there. So to be able to comprehend with all the saints, the width, the length, the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which goes beyond knowledge, which goes beyond our natural mind, our natural ability to understand. And I did, I cried out so deeply for a revelation of God's love, I needed to know that he still loved me. And that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, man, did I need the fullness of God. So let's go into 2012. The scripture that I really hung on to that I believe was my scripture for the year was Philippians 4, 4 through 8. This is another one that's familiar to many of us. And let me just read it first. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. That's what that means. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. He is here. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And man, I was so thankful for this scripture to be anxious for nothing because we know after the death of our child, there is there are fears that come in our lives. There are anxieties that come in our lives that we never had before. And I was just drawn to this over and over again. I'm not going to be anxious about that. I'm not going to be full of fear about that. I'm going to give it to God. Thank you, Lord, that I can give this to you and let you take care of it. And I don't have to carry this fear. I don't have to carry this anxiety. And the peace of God, which surpasses, which goes beyond all understanding, it didn't make sense. How can you have peace in this time when you're grieving so deeply the death of your daughter? And all you want to do is die and go be with her. Okay, that's how I felt. But there was also a peace within me within the pain. And it was during that time that I learned that peace and pain can live inside of us at the same time. The reason is because peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? We read that in Galatians. Peace is a fruit of our Spirit, of the Holy Spirit living in us and at work in us. Pain is in our soul. Our soul is like our mind, our emotions, our will. And so my soul could have lots of pain while my spirit could also have peace. So the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I saw God doing that for me. And then verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, or lovely, or of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I remember that year in my journal, I wrote each one of these out, whatever things are true. And I started listing out what was true in my life, what was true that I knew about God, the scripture uh, before this that talks about being rooted and grounded in his love. I begun to really know that in a way that went beyond what I had known before. I knew that I had other children to live for. I knew I had meaning and purpose. I may not have wanted it. I may not have seen what it was. But I knew if I'm here, there has to be meaning and purpose for me still. I knew that I had the seed of hope in me that I had to nourish and grow and help turn into uh, wanting to live again. I knew that all these things, anything I knew, whatever things are true, I wrote them down, whatever things are noble, whatever's just. If you want to do this, you may want to get a a different translation to help with some of these words to make a little more sense of them, but meditate on these things. If anything's praiseworthy. And so that was how I felt like the Lord used that scripture in my life that year. Let's go on to 2013. I'm going to be looking at Isaiah Sixty-one, one through three. Oh, okay. Yes, I should have known this from the reference. I'm just, I'm just in a zone right now. This verse. I was going through something at our church, and it was. They call it a journey, and it took uh, three, almost three years to go through. We were in the third session of this journey program, and in this you had to look up your name, the meaning of your name, you know, how that fit into the story of your life, how God was using your name. We had to come up with a life verse, we had to pray that through. And there were just all kinds of things, a mission statement for our life based on what we had seen God doing through our life and the calling that we knew we had on our life. This scripture, Isaiah 61, 1-3, God told me this was my verse, and I kept fighting him on it. It's like, okay, because this is the verse, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the, the Lord has anointed me to preach. I mean, it's, it's what Jesus spoke in the temple. <laughs> and then he, he read from Isaiah the scroll, and then he sat down. And it's like, that's Jesus's life verse. That is not my life verse. And at the time, we weren't doing GPS Hope. We didn't see any of this on the horizon. I was, what, three years into grief. I was still thinking International Children's. Ministry—that's what I'd been doing. I was thinking I was going to continue in that. It's like that's impossible. You can't have Jesus's verse be your verse, but He kept bringing it to me and bringing it to me and bringing it to me, and I finally accepted it. And so, this was my verse for that year, knowing that it was my life verse. And now, this verse just—it boggles my mind. It blows me away because God knew what I was going to be doing. God knew where he was going to be taking me. It wasn't children's ministry. It was ministry to some of the most shattered hearts there can be after the death of our child. So let me read this verse to you. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives and the release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's vengeance against their enemies. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. He will give the oil of joy instead of mourning. And he will give a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair and heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That verse just, it just really, I, I don't even, it amazes me. It amazes me that God has been doing this in my life and watching him do this has just been, I'll say miraculous. It's just it's so humbling and it's it's almost embarrassing in a way. Let me let me tell you, I, I fought it. I, I'm telling you, I fought this verse, not knowing that God really was going to send me to tell those who mourn He'll, He will give that crown of beauty for ashes and the oil of joy instead of mourning and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness and despair, to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for those who are held captive in their grief and release from darkness for those prisoners who are bound. I mean, it's just like, wow, God, wow. I had no idea, but he did. Let's go on to uh, 2014. Which is Isaiah 30, verse 15. This scripture says, In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. I needed so desperately that year. As I went through the year, I discovered the reason he gave me this verse was because I needed to be okay with still being in that place of rest. So, this was 2014. I was only three years into this. I was feeling guilty. I should be out there doing ministry. I should be out there. You know, I'm victorious. My name means victorious, Laura. I was struggling with not being right out there doing what I used to do and having all the energy I used to have. And God kept bringing me back to this verse in returning. It was like in returning to me, returning at my feet and resting in me, you shall be saved. You shall have your needs met, saved from the darkness, anything, all those things that happen to us in quietness, and in confidence shall be your strength. I needed that verse that year, and I'm so thankful for it. 2015 was another verse in Isaiah. It was Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 to 31. Let me just flip over a few pages here. This is a verse, it's another one that's familiar to us, but this is the one God gave me for that year. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on or rest, there's that rest again, rest in or wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I wrote a note in here, we shall exchange our weakness for his strength. That's what it means to renew our strength, exchanging our weakness for his strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I have so many notes next to this verse, I couldn't even begin to read them to you all. The things that God spoke to me through this verse and the things that I needed as I was pulling out of that really deep, heavy darkness and beginning to move forward in life again. Oh, this verse was so good for me. In 2016, my scripture that God gave me for the year was Psalm 84, verse 11. And it says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace And glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. When I think of the Lord as a sun and a shield, he is that bright light that leads us. He's the the light that directs us. He's our shield, he's our protector. He will give grace. Now, grace, a lot of times we think of grace as undeserved favor which it is, but it's so much more than that. I really began to study out grace that year that God gave me this verse. His grace is his divine favor. It's his divine empowerment. You think about Jesus grew in grace. He There's no way that Jesus grew in unmerited, undeserved favor. How, how did Jesus have undeserved favor, right? But he grew in God's divine favor with man. And he grew with divine favor with empowerment, divine empowerment. And boy, I, I needed that. I needed his divine favor and his divine empowerment and his glory. No good thing will he withhold. And I know for those of us who've lost a child, it says, but he did withhold something good for me. He let my child die. But the thing is, our days are numbered. And God knew how long Becca would be here on this earth, and yet he chose to give her to me. And even though the pain and the darkness and and the lifelong journey that this has put me on of, of grieving her death until I see her again, I would rather go through this and have had Becca for the years that I had her and been her mom than to have not had her at all. Thank you, God for choosing me to be Becca's mom, even though it was going to put me through this. Thank you for allowing me to be her mom for the years that she was here on earth. And because of that, I know that no good thing. You're going to withhold from me that I need to get through this life as I finish my race without her being here. 2017, God took me back to Isaiah it's chapter 45, verse 3, and this verse is so special to me, so precious to me, that I actually typed it out in several different versions and I tucked it in my Bible. Now I'm reading all these scriptures uh, from the New King James Version. Every year, for many years, I would read through the Bible in a different version. But the New King James Version is the one that I studied from for many years and where I started writing down all these verses yearly. And so this is just where I'm turning to for this podcast. So let me read that, this uh, New King James Version first of Isaiah 45.3. It says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. I am your God. I call you by name. The reason this verse is so precious to me, and I may tear up here as I talk to you about this, is because this was the year uh, 2017. And God was beginning to develop GPS Hope as a full-time ministry for my husband and I. And I saw that coming. And he told me that you are the treasures. The NIRV version, I told you I'd tear up, <laughs> says, I will give you treasures that are hidden away. I will give you riches that are stored up in secret places. And I really believe that's you. It's Perevers, it's other parents who are hidden away. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I am the God of Israel. I am sending for you by name. The NLV translation says, I will give you riches hidden in the darkness and things of great worth that are hidden in secret places. That is you. You have been hidden in the darkness in your grief, but you have such great worth and you're hidden in secret places right now, as you grieve the death of your child, that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. Do you see why that verse is so precious to me? And also that year, Dave gave me a scripture that he felt was for me. And so I, I have it also on this piece of paper with the different translations of Isaiah 45, three, I added this verse to the end of it. And it is isaiah forty three nineteen and it says, "For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. What a promise, guys, that's isaiah forty three nineteen If you need something to hang on to, there's a verse for you. It certainly was a verse for me." in 2018 God gave me Matthew 7:7. 7, 7. Matthew 7:7 7, 7 says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you. Now I know there's another scripture it's like okay I did ask I asked for protection over my children I asked for my child to be healed and he didn't answer that but a lot of times we we just pull out verses and we don't leave them in the context that they're that they're given in and we don't put it together with everything that God is saying in his word. And it's not a cop out to say ask and it will be given to you when we're asking according to his will when and I know a lot of us are taught but it is his will to heal. But not every single time, or there would never have been anyone that died on the face of the earth since Jesus was here. Death is a transfer. It's not the end. We are cut off from seeing our kids and those we love, but it's it's not the end. It's a transfer into the eternal home. It's a transfer into that place of glory that's so much better than this earth. And I know we want our kids to be with us and we have every right to ask for them to be with us. But the thing is, what God is going to give to us when we ask God for something, he sees the big picture. He sees what we can't see, and he's going to answer according to what he sees in the big picture. You know, I, I, I struggled. I struggled a lot. And Dave has struggled with prayer. God, why should I pray for someone's healing? Why should I ask for anything how, I, how does this work? Because you say to ask and I'll receive. You say to ask in your name and I'll have it. You say we're two or three are gathered. I mean, all these scriptures, you say to move this mountain and the faith of a mustard seed and the mountain will be moved. And it causes us to question everything, doesn't it? And as I was really struggling with this, this was just within the last year or two, God gave me a picture of something as I was just fighting this in in praying about this whole yeah praying about this whole area of prayer i don't i don't have a problem praying and talking to god but it was a struggle to pray for god to do something to pray on behalf of someone for healing or protection or something like that and what he showed me is that when you have a king in a kingdom the the people of the kingdom will come to him and make requests and then what the king does is based on the entire kingdom, is how he will answer that person's request. He may say yes, he may say no, he may change it some and give them part of what they wanted or asked for, or do it in a different way. But the king takes the request of the person, of his subject, and he answers it according to how it affects the entire kingdom. And that's how God is when we come to him with our prayers and our requests and our petitions. He answers them how it lines up with and based on how it affects the entire kingdom. We can't see that. But the thing is, if we don't come to him with our request, it's not going to be answered. There's there's no obligation on his part whatsoever if a subject does not come to the king with a request, there's no obligation for him to grant a request that hasn't even been put before him. And so yes, we keep praying. Yes, we keep asking. Yes, we keep seeking. And yes, we keep knocking. I needed that reassurance. I needed that rebuilt up in me. But it's now it's not in a presumptuous way. God, I prayed this, you have to do it, because your word says so. When something like that happens, for one thing, you can see and hear the pride in that, right? But the other thing is when that prayer doesn't get answered the way I think it should answer, the way I think I need it answered or someone else needs it answered, and there's so much pain involved in not answering that prayer the way I came bringing it and presenting it and telling him, this is what I need as an answer, do this in the name of Jesus it's like this presumptuous faith, like all of a sudden I have become God and I'm telling God what to do. And the thing is, when it doesn't go the way I think it should, and even when it's based on what I see in the Word or what I've been taught that the Word says, the question becomes, God, what of you, of your love, do I not understand? It's, it's not God's misunderstanding. There's something about God I don't understand yet. And so my heart is, Lord, teach me. Teach me what I don't understand. Teach me why uh, you know, this, this happened the way it did. Maybe not why it happened, but teach me what I need to learn from this. Teach me about you. I want to know you. I want to know you so much better so that these kinds of things don't keep happening and so that I can pray in ways that are, are powerful and effective and according to your will for that circumstance. And Lord, maybe what I need to pray is that you give me strength to get through this instead of demanding a healing. And those things are hard. Those things are things that we learn, things that we grow in. They don't just happen, but we can grow in them. And we have the opportunity to know God in such a deep and intimate way that I don't think there, we could have done that before the death of our child the next year 2019 is a blank. I didn't have anything. Some years, I would get I would know what that verse was like back in October, I would know what that verse was. Some years, there were a couple of years, I didn't know what that scripture was until like way into February, I finally got a verse from the Lord that I knew that was my verse for the year. 2019, I have a blank, there's nothing there. And I can't, I can't, there wasn't a verse. And you know what? I really didn't seek for one. I really did not press in and ask God for a specific verse that year. That doesn't mean he wasn't with me. That doesn't mean he wasn't teaching me through his Holy Spirit. I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't have a verse. Now, I, did, I do know that I felt like I kept hanging on to Matthew 7, and I added verse 8 to it, actually. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. And God did teach me a lot more about, I guess he really worked in me being okay with not understanding everything about him. He was God. He's too big to understand. I'm not God. He's not my genie in a lamp where I can just rub him and have him pop out and say, your wish is my command. So 2019, I kind of kept hanging on to Matthew 7 and added verse 8, but but there's nothing written down there. Now, last year, 2020, is interesting because I didn't get a verse. Back at the end of November, I woke up with these words just, it was like they were like vibrating in me, reverberating, however you want to say it. I woke up with this word just bouncing in me and it was draw from my well of abundance. I, I just woke up with those words in my head and just <laughs> going through me. I can't explain it. And so that instead of a verse, that is what I have been hanging on. God, help me to draw from your well of abundance. And he has just been blowing my mind with things. Now, I also have been crying out for joy. It was like, instead of having a verse, I had a word. And that word was joy. I so desperately wanted joy back in my life again. I'm so tired of having that Undercurrent of sadness that's just everywhere I go. And it's Lord, I want joy back in my life again. I want to have fun in a way that's, that I'm not, like I said, there's not just this sadness that's just there, even when I laugh. I want joy. And so God's been doing that. He's been, I've been drawing from the well of His abundance of joy. I've been drawing from the well of His abundance of love. Every time I have a need, the Holy Spirit has been reminding me then draw from my well of abundance because he has everything we need in this world for living life and godliness and everything that we need he has and he's in us and it's like this well of abundance and so that's what I was really praying into last year like I said it wasn't a verse but it was just this word that just came up, welled welled up within me, draw from my well of abundance, and then the word joy. For 2021, I'm not sure yet. I have some ideas. I have the word favor has been hitting me. I've also been hearing the words guard your heart and so I'm kind of praying into those. Lord, is one of those what you want to work in me? Is there a verse with it? I don't know. I don't know what, it's, what it is for 2021 yet. But I am going to pray into it because I, I don't like having that blank year. <laughs> I just don't. So thanks for taking this journey with me. I hope there was something encouraging in there for you. Let's go ahead and get to our birthdays. For this week, we have three birthdays. First, we have Ryan Hines, who was born on January 7th and is forever 27. Daniel Norwood II was born on January 10th, and he is forever 10 years old. We have Adrian, who was born on January 11th and she is forever 19. We celebrate with these families the day that these children came into the world. We know it's important to remember their birthdays and to have others remember with us. If you would like to have your son or daughter announced on the podcast and shared with the other listeners, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out that form, submit the information, and I will add him or her to the podcast the week of their birthday. And you will also be signed up to get a weekly Word of Hope. There are over a 1,000 parents that get this. If you don't want to continue receiving it, all you have to do is unsubscribe at the bottom of one of the emails. Before I wrap this up, I just want to remind you that in December of this year, 2021, GPS Hope is going to be on a grief cruise. It's a cruise for anyone who's lost a loved one. It could be a spouse, a parent, obviously a child, a sibling, a friend. GPS Hope is going to have its own track on the cruise, on the grief cruise for the seminar for those who have lost a child. If you want to know more about it and you want to let others know about it, like I said, it, you don't have to have lost a child. It's for any loss. Just go to gpshope.org cruise and you'll get all the information there and you have until September to pay for it. So I really hope that you check that out and that a lot of you will be joining us. We would love to be able to spend time with you in a nice warm place, be able to minister to you face to face and get to know you. So go ahead and check that out. As we have started this new year of 2021, I just really encourage you to go to God and ask him to give you a verse or a word and then really pray into that for the year. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you from that verse or from that word and grow into whatever it is that he has for you. Remember H-O-P-E. Hold on, pain eases. There is hope.